Welcome to the Living Word Podcast. To find out what we're up to, check us out online at dlwc.network. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope it encourages and inspires you. Here's today's message. It's a delight to be able to share with you today, and I'm going to use a text out of, uh, out of 1 Samuel chapter number uh, 30. And 1 Samuel chapter 30 really helps us to, to summarize a, a circumstance that maybe you are in right now. First uh, Samuel chapter number 30 is where David has come back after a triumph uh, with his mighty men. And when he comes back to Ziklag where they're living, uh, the enemy has come. He has burned the city. The enemy has stolen their families and their flocks and their herds and burned everything else. And so the Bible says that they were, the entire mighty men group were despondent and, and didn't know what to do with themselves, almost to the point of, of being so depressed about it, they wanted to kill David for taking them away from their family when they needed them the most. And the Bible says in verse number six, now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because of all the souls were, was grieved, of the people were grieved, every man for his own uh, sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself and the Lord his God. And I want to talk to you about how do, how do we strengthen ourselves during this time filled with absolute chaos. And the, the answer that I'll give you and talk about uh, while we have some time this morning is the voice of hope. It is the voice of hope that God wants to bring into all of our lives. And so in this life, this is one thing for sure, we're guaranteed to have adversity. But thank God the voice of hope can arise in the midst of our own adversity. That the effect of hopelessness, you can lose your courage and you can lose your faith. And so you've got to be able to find the voice of hope in the midst of the difficulty. And we have so many Bible examples for that. But the, 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 the point is made because Israel is a great example of, of, of hope deferred or of a, of a heart that's just broken or over years of slavery. You can work your way into a bad mindset. And Israel saw themselves more clearly through the Egyptian bondage lens than they, they did through the covenant with God lens or that miraculous intervention with God. And they saw themselves more like that and the outlook ended up them saying things like, oh, oh, that we would have died in Egypt. And so there's a lot of folks that without faith in God have a very pessimistic view and trauma can do that. Uh, to any one of us, that it can cause a pessimistic pattern, pessimistic pattern to start in our lives. And so can the nightmare be stopped? And I'm going to say it absolutely can be stopped in Jesus' name. And so Jesus is about hope, new life, about the impact that Jesus is going to have on your life it is he can turn the light back on in your soul. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. How do you get the light turned back on? You know, I remember when I was, um, oh, way before Jesus, and I went to a rock concert one time. They turned all the lights out, and everybody in the time, of course, they, they light their phones up these days, I understand, but back in the day, we were all flicking a bick. And you could see clear across the Colosseum, one bick lighter flame because of the darkness. And the darkness seems overwhelming when the lights first go off, but one bick lighter flame can begin, you can see it clear across the Colosseum. And I want you to know that that's exactly the way that hope works in each one of us. It's not hard to overcome the darkness. You just need to know how to turn on the light. 
And so for each one of us today, darkness has a voice, but we must discover the voice of hope. And so what is the voice of hope? David had to, had to figure out in the midst of this chaos and absolute devastation how to encourage himself in the Lord. And that's discovering the voice of hope. And the Bible says that David began to, to sing praises to God. He called for the ephod. He began to pray and he began to ask God. And God responded and gave him direction. And the net result was that they recovered everything that they had lost in this terrible predicament. But because, because of one thing, David knew how to encourage himself in the Lord. And so Psalms chapter 42 and verse number five says it this way. Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance, for the help of his countenance and my God. That's, that's him. The more that, I, the more that I magnify him, the more I rediscover hope. And I put hope deferred off and I bring hope back on to my soul. And so Proverbs chapter number 18, verse number 20, you, you know this, I'm sure. And it's the word says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love will eat the fruit thereof. And so today, the voice of hope is the voice of faith and you've got to allow life to get in your tongue. And I believe that God wants to do that for, for all of us. And so you've got to know where to run when trouble comes knocking at your door. And man, has 2020 ever been a traumatic year? We've got controversy everywhere. We've got COVID-19. We've got all kinds of financial difficulties and job uh, difficulties and and it's just strife and discord and, and all of those things everywhere. Right now is the time where we've got to be skillful at learning how to get this hope back into our voice. And, and, and there's several Bible examples where we, we have an opportunity to see that. There's a, there's a story about a Shunammite woman in uh, 2 Kings chapter number 4. And, and through the prophet Elisha, she had received a son. And that, that son was a promise from God, a gift from God from being kind to the prophet. And so one day the son experiences what appears to be in the Bible a sunstroke and passes away on his mother's lap. She puts the, the child on the man of God's bed and then runs to Elisha. You got to know where to run when trouble hits your life. And her response is something that I think maybe is something all of us need to, to really allow to register in our hearts because at this point, she could have com complained. The things that came out of her mouth would have been absolutely uh, trauma and devastation. But when the prophet asked, is it well with you? Is it well with your son? Is it well with your husband? And her response was, it is well. And it wasn't well. The circumstances didn't justify that statement at all. But it was the voice of hope coming out of her mouth. That there was a, there was a man of God known for supernatural things and so she put her faith in God and allowed the, the right kind of a orientation to come out of her mouth, and that is hope in God. You got to know where to run. Abraham and, and Sarah were also a couple of those kind of people that needed to rediscover their own hope. You know, when you've been trying to believe God for 25 years over a promise that God says that one of these days you're going to have a son, and for 25 years that never happens, and so after experimenting and, and creating Ishmael and all the different things that go on, finally, God shows up in Genesis 17 and changes the perspective that Abraham has. 
And the perspective was, you're no longer Abram, you're Abraham, for a father of nations have I made thee, and I am the almighty God. So I don't need your help to pull this off, Abraham. Just believe. And I believe that's, that's what God is saying to all of us. In the midst of all of this, just keep believing. Keep your hope and keep your confession of faith that is, it is well. And I can just tell you, it's a real step of faith for me. But it's a, it's a step of faith in the right direction. It's looking through the right lens. And by the, by the way, in Genesis chapter number 18, when they were trying to thoroughly digest the promise, the Bible says that Sarah even laughed at the promise of God. And God said, why did Sarah laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? That's, that's Genesis chapter 18, verse number 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? And all of a sudden, when you begin to look through that sort of a lens, all of a sudden hope begins to arise in our lives. And so there's all kinds of scriptures that give us those kind of hopes on the inside that if God be for us, who can be against us? That, that our, uh, hope, our enemy wants to try to dash our hopes and put the lights out on our life, but one big lighter flame of the Word of God can light your soul and begin to regenerate hope in our lives. That God is greater on the inside of us than he that's in the world, for sure. And that he, he makes all things new in Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians chapter number 5, verse number 17 says, We're all new creatures in Christ. Old things pass away. And so there's a lot of things I want to leave in 2020, I can tell you that. But God is, God is good. He's faithful even in the midst of the catastrophe. Matter of fact, the Bible says this, and I love this passage, Psalms 107, verse number two, and it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And so that's us. God has redeemed us. Today, we are purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ, and today, Calvary has paid for it all. And so you've got to discover the voice of faith. Secondly, we've got to get a resurrection perspective about what God wants to do in the nation, about what he wants to do in us, and about what he wants to do in the health of the nation. I'm thankful. We've been praying really all year that God would, would come up with a vaccine. And in record pace, there, there's a vaccine getting ready to be distribute, distributed that is going to save millions of lives. And it's because of the prayers of the saints that this thing has really been able to come to pass that we've been asking God for vaccines and cures and give wisdom to the medical profession. And so thank God we're getting it and thank God we're, we're making progress. Thank God for faith in God and, and allows us to overcome and by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. But we've asked God for help in every, every area of life because we don't want people to die. We want them to live and so does the Lord. And so a resurrection perspective, a hope in the resurrection. You know, Dutch Sheets... Um, in his book on hope tells a story about buying a house with what he called the hope tree in it. And the previous owner, he was shopping for this house and the previous owner told him a story right off the back patio of this home. There was a tree that had died and he had cut it down uh, prior to Dutch and Cece looking at it. And, and he installed a, a, a yard sprinkler system and he, as soon as those sprinkler systems started to water the yard, that tree came back to life again. It began to sprout, and the tree grew out of the stump. And so 
when, when Dutch saw that, he'd been praying for the nation. And out of the book of Job, he heard this. He'd been studying this passage at the same time that he was looking for a house. And this is the passage. For there is hope for a tree when it is cut down, that it will sprout again. And its shoots will not fail. Sorry. And though its roots grow out of the ground, and a stump dries in the soil, as the, at the scent of water it will flourish and put forth sprigs like a plant. Dutch said, as soon as I saw that tree in that house, he said, I bought that house. I knew it was God. And they purchased that home. It was in Colorado Springs, I believe. But it was a daily reminder to Dutch that God could bring life back to that which was dead again. And I believe God wants to do that in each one of us during this season of time. That God wants resurrection hope to rise out of the dry soil of our life. And I believe that God's going to do something amazing out of the rubble of 2020. God's going to do something fantastic. Now, let me share another story that I've got, that I'd gotten out of his great book. And it was, uh, I'll, I'll read this to you from uh, a man named Samuel S. Shul. And he settled in Arizona with his family. And one night a fierce storm came and struck and rain and hail and high winds hit the farm. At daybreak, sickening feeling of fearing what he might find, Samuel went out and surveyed his losses. And when the hail had beaten the garden to the ground, the house was partially unroofed and the hen house was blown away and there were dead chickens scattered everywhere. Destruction and devastation was, was throughout the farm and while standing dazed and evaluating the mess and wondering about the future, he heard a stirring in the lumber pile and it was one remaining hen on the hen house. It was a rooster that had began to climb up on a, on a board out of the rubble of, the, of what used to be the hen house. The old rooster was dripping wet. Most of his feathers were blown away. But as the sun came over the eastern horizon, he flapped his bony wings and began to crow. The question is, because it was, why, why did this rooster do that after this devastation? Because it was his nature to do that. It's his nature as that sun comes over the horizon to crow the alert that a brand new day has come. And I believe that God wants to do the same thing on the inside of you and I. That the winds of adversity have blown in our lives and it's probably unlike any other year that maybe we've ever lived through. The whole world seems like it's fallen apart in 2020. But if you will look closely enough, you'll see the light of God's faithfulness shining through the debris of 2020. And you can rise. I'm telling you, you can rise. Above it all, above the adversity, keep believing. Keep trusting God. And if all you've got left is wet and bony wings to flap, then give God what you've got and crow the praises of God. In the name of Jesus, God is determined to reverse the tragedy and turn it into transformation. He's the God of resurrection. And I'm here to tell you that He will, through the tombs, 
of adversity, God is a God of glorious resurrection. That God is able to bring life where there was nothing but death. And I'm here to say today in Jesus' name, be encouraged. You know, when we started our church, which our 31-year anniversary was last year, or last week, and on our 31 anniversary, 31 years ago, as I look back, I remember that the Lord had given me a passage of Scripture, and it fits here at the close of this message. And it is that He raises the poor from the dust, and He lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them among princes, and, that they, and to make them to inherit the throne of glory. And as I, as I look back 31 years ago, I'm thinking, you know, I, I don't know that that Scripture has ever been more important to us for all the different things that God is doing at, at Living Word right now of, of building dream centers and having services and the service interruption because of COVID-19 and restrictions and safeguarding and all the different things that have taken place. And, and, and I want you to know that we're, we're believing and trusting God for breakthroughs and miracles everywhere. I'm talking about healing in your bodies, restoration of jobs and family, I'm praying in the name of Jesus for clarity about elections and all the results and all the difficulty that the nation is going for, uh, going through. And I'm just trusting that now is that time that if hope is going to start anywhere, it's going to start in your heart. That God is a God of resurrection and voice, there's a voice of hope that God wants to rise in your life. And so I want to pray with you today. And my prayer for you is going to be that, first of all, those of you who've maybe never given your life to Jesus Christ, but you know you need God. Maybe you've never fully trusted in Jesus to save you. Maybe you've gone to church, but you've never trusted Jesus to be the Lord of who you are. In a moment, we're going to pray. And I want you to just join me in prayer. And I want you just to speak out loud, God, I need you in my life. In a moment, we're going to pray. Maybe some of you are backslidden. Some of you have gotten away from God. You've allowed somebody to talk you out and hope deferred has taken over your life. So instead of faith, you don't know how to encourage yourself in the Lord like David did. But today is that day. Today, I'm sitting here in the midst of a, of a body that, that hasn't felt well all week. But I, I, I'm here, I, I believe, with a word from the Lord for you. And that is that God wants to do something powerful in your life. And I believe that God's going to do it. I'm going to believe that even in my weakness, His strength is made perfect. And I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus for miracles and breakthroughs and blessing and increase to you, to our church, to the community, and to the nation in the name of Jesus. Before we do that, though, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, or you'd say, Pastor Pat, I've gotten away from God and I know I need to come home. And if that's you in just a moment, I want you to join me in this prayer. And you call upon the name of the Lord and God will save you. And for all of us who are watching online this time, there's a button also on the screen that, that says, a raise the hand button. And you just touch that button. And I want to send information to you to help you to grow in the things of God. But it, it all starts somewhere. And it starts with this prayer. Pray this with me. Dear God in heaven, I come in the name of Jesus. And I believe in you. Thank you, Lord, for believing in me. I give you my life today. With all my heart, I receive you as the Savior and Lord of my life. I know I'll never be the same with you as the Lord of who I am. I repent for my sin, and I make you 
Lord of who I am. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now, for those of you who have rededicated your life to the Lord, or for those of you for the very first time prayed a prayer just like that, it's called salvation. It's called uh, that, that if you'll open your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and pray that with your mouth, the Bible says you shall be saved. And so today, welcome to the family of God. Now, there's places to go after that, and I want to help you with that. I really do. And so we've got patterns by which we can help you to grow in the things of God right here at Living Word. We call it Life Track, and we've got some other means to help you. And so just we want to send, just text the, the number on your screen. Just respond to that or, or hit that, that button that says raise the hand button, and I will get information to you about how you can fast track your way into spiritual growth and really grow in the things of God. God wants you to live a life filled with hope. And it can begin today. And so, praise God, I'm praying for you. Now let's all pray together. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying for health and wellness. Lord, in Jesus' name, according to Psalms 91, that Lord God, the plague can't come near your dwelling. And so in the name of Jesus, now Father God, we bind coronavirus from affecting anybody else in our church in the authority of the name of Jesus. And Father, we also thank you for healing and restoration to touch, Lord God, people across our congregation with miracle power. Father, we acknowledge today that Calvary is purchased by the blood of Jesus, everything that we need. And so, Lord God, we thank you that by the blood of the Lamb today that we are healed by the stripes of Jesus and saved by the cross that you bore. And now, Lord God, we give you the thanks and the praise for it. We lift up our voice and we pray for the nation to come into clarity and to come, Lord God, into revival and a mighty awakening across this nation. And as to the controversies that are going on, Heavenly Father, your kingdom come and your perfect will be done in the United States of America. And Father God, we, we thank you that when righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And so, Lord God, we pray in the name of Jesus, righteousness to reign. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at LWC Dayton and on Facebook at Living Word Dayton.